we as escorts are taking care of people. We're taking care of needs that, you know, you know, there's people that maybe they lost their loved loved one and they don't feel comfortable going to a bar and trying to pick someone up, but they just want to cuddle. They just want someone to hold them, someone to listen to them, someone to talk to. Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Guest, here to bring you another great one-on-one conversation. As many of you are already aware, I live in California. And if you're not aware, California is very progressive and has a lot of different liberal rules that you may not know of. While I was diving off into some of those liberal rules, I actually discovered that here in California, escorting is legal. Most people kind of hear that and they form negative connotations and opinions But I wanted to take a different approach. And this episode isn't really to form a position, but it's merely to learn about it, shed some light on it, and make it a less taboo topic. What better way to do so than having someone who can actually speak from the lens of an escort? So listeners on the show today, we have Isaac Parker, who's a male escort based here in California. So Isaac, thank you for being on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem at all. So to kind of start off with our first segment here, Isaac, I wanted to kind of theme this as like the Isaac Parker story. And I always like to tell guests, this is just a way for people to kind of get to know who you are, um, get to know that you're an actual person. So to kind of start off with, you know, um, how long have you been an escort and kind of what prompted that decision? Um, I did. I started about three years ago whenever I was dancing in Dallas at a bar there it was like a go-go bar so it was just kind of a natural progression into escorting because a lot of the other dancers there were also escorts and you know they were making good money and you know it's if you can if you're a good people person in person whenever you're a dancer it's really easy to do it in a one-on-one situation with a client as well so no, I, I can agree with that, especially because I know someone who's an escort and, you know, especially the, the money. I mean, that's definitely one of the things that I've noticed is that um, it almost provides a certain level of financial freedom. But outside of being an escort, you're an actual person. So if someone just sees you walking down the streets of California, what are some of the things that you like doing? Oh, just like as a normal person. Yeah. Oh, so me personally, like when I'm not at work is um, I go to the beach, go down to Santa Monica, Ginger Rogers, Pier 18, uh, and go play volleyball with all my friends. Um, like going to parties whenever I'm in town. But I mean, honestly, just like going to a beach anywhere is really nice and being able to relax and um, just enjoy nature and yeah, like take in all the good things in life. And honestly, California, I feel like it's like the best place for that because that's, you know, one of the things that I'm getting ready to do is move back to Mississippi for some things. But I'm going to miss a lot of the, the natural part of California because it's the only place where you can go to the beach and then also go skiing on the same day. Um, one of the other things that, you know, I kind of noticed was that the pandemic has really affected the way most people have been able to kind of operate. Um, obviously, with escorts, that's more you know one on one being able to you know entertain people. Um, has the pandemic affected your business any? Um, so I actually have had way more business during the pandemic. Um, I also do porn, so I um, get tested for COVID before every shoot. So that kind of gives me 
the, you know, I'm allowed to tell me my clients like, well, I'm, I have to be COVID safe for my job. So I'm also going to be COVID safe for you. Um, so that made it a lot better for like, I was making a lot more money, you know, like meeting more clients during the pandemic. And actually like I looked at the amount of places that I went in the year during the pandemic and it was more in one year than I had done my whole life before that combined. Because um, people were emotionally vulnerable. I wouldn't say emotionally vulnerable. People were needing like connection. Yeah, and exactly. What it's, about. it's about being able to connect with someone. And at a time where the government was telling you, you're not supposed to be with someone. So it's really, it's really good that you were doing that. Um, one of the things that, um, you know, we kind of see is that, you know, being in your role, I mean, I would say many metrics, you're successful. I mean, you're doing, you're, you know, you're making stuff happen for yourself without having, you know, a normal, you know, job where you're bound to like an eight to five. And a lot of people think that, you know, you've got to go to college to be successful. And we're getting ready to launch like an episode about is college worth it. And there's so many different opportunities to be successful without going to college. And I guess, you know, one little question to round off this first segment um, did you have uh, attend college or anything like that? And, you know, do you think that there's like a stigma for a lot of younger people that they have to go to college? Um, yeah. So I actually, I went to college at a state school in Texas. Um, I was there for a year and a half. I was a math major with an education minor and I wanted to be a high school math teacher. Um, Cause really that's what I want to do in, in general in life is just to help people. Um, and so you know, after going to college, I had to drop out because of money situation. Um, different opportunities presented themselves. In, and, you know, like eventually I got into escorting. Unless you're going to be in a profession where you're going to be like a teacher or a doctor or you've got to have a degree, there's like a plethora of other things you could do where you don't really need a college degree. Yeah, especially I feel like in this day and age with all the different side hustles that people are allowed mm-hmm. to do now. Um, you know, you know, millennials and Gen Z, we grew up in a different world and it moves so much faster and, and in such a different way. And even, I mean, for me, I'm not huge on social media. It's like, it's a whole other world for me. Um, but, but it's still like so different, I guess, from the world that we know, you know, that we knew the one that said we have to go to college and we have to get a degree and that's how you're going to be successful. But, you know, it's, I've, over time I've realized and been okay with myself not going to college. You know, I might go later, but at this point in my life, it's, it's okay to do what I'm doing. And, you know, I'm happy doing what I'm doing and helping people, even though I don't have a degree. Yeah. And I think that's what it's all about. Cause I mean, there's so, I mean, I have a college degree in economics, but I'm in a job where I mean, I'm helping people. I'm not happy. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like a dead end job. So that's what it's all about. So, listeners, we're going to take a quick little break here. That's kind of our first segment. We wanted to kind of let you know that Isaac is an actual person. So, uh, Isaac, stick with us. We're going to take our first break here, and we're going to get back into our second segment. So, enjoy your break. We absolutely appreciate your support. You are the foundation, and our efforts work to better your communities. Tell your family and friends so we can all work to bring progress. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Black Agenda Pod. That's at Black Agenda Pod. Let's get back to the show. 
listeners, let's get back into it here, our second segment. I kind of wanted to theme this, Isaac, as the life of an escort, just to kind of give people um, a, a deeper sense of what this is all about. So uh, my first question, you know, escorting obviously isn't legal around the entire country. And when most people think about it, they kind of think more negative, darker things about it. So um, whenever you are talking to people, do you usually share what you do? And, you know, do you you know have to combat some sort of negative stigma about escorting? Um, well, so here in California, especially in L.A., it's it's very liberal and people um, respect, you know, sex work in general. And so it's it's easy for me to be open and talk to other people because there are also a lot, a lot of other people that escort in my friend circles and stuff like that. So it's not as hard here. I have to kind of mind my P's and Q's when I go back home to Dallas. Um, cause some people are judgmental, but it's just because they're not knowledgeable about it or, or there's a, you know, a religious stigma behind it saying that it's wrong or whatever, but you know, it's for me, it's, I, I look at it that I'm helping people, you know, I'm, I'm a therapist in a way and I don't have a degree in, therapy, but I definitely help people and get them through crises and help them figure out why they, why they need the care and affection from somebody who's like, what is it that's missing in their life? You know? No, I mean, I could, I could definitely see that because I mean, when a lot of people think of therapy, I mean, some people think of, you know, talking to a counselor or whatever, uh, some people, it's music. Some people, it's weed. Some people, it's reading the book. So, I mean, there's a lot of different ways that people can kind of have therapy. Um, my other question I wanted to kind of ask, you know, obviously, you know, with being an escort, you know, you're getting booked, your lifestyle is busy, you may be traveling here and there. Um, but personally, that seems like it might hinder dating. So I wanted to just kind of ask you, are you dating? And, you know, does escorting kind of impact your ability to date? Um, so I wouldn't say that I'm dating right now. I mean, I do spend time with people I care about, but it's, I wouldn't say I'm dating just because it's, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm emotionally unavailable. Uh, you know, I, I have, I, I consider myself an empath and whenever I'm with my clients, it's typically overnight stays where, you know, we, are together for 12 to 14 hours. And a lot of times that can be very emotionally draining for me. Um, so I have to have that time alone to be able to recuperate and like center myself. So it, it wouldn't be fair for me to try to bring someone into my life and try to be in a relationship just because it's, it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be fair. I wouldn't be able to give them the amount of love and care that I would want to. So yeah, I mean that that's definitely a, a con of the of you know of being an escort. But you know, I I do have a lot of friends that I care about and that I get to see all the time and um yeah, it's it's nice being single. So do you do you feel that you could the only way you'd be able to date is if you gave up escorting? Um, not necessarily. I mean I I think that it could work out because especially in California there are a lot more people that are understanding and, um, you know, get that it's separate, but it does, it's always going to put strain on a relationship because it's hard. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's also, also, you know, trying to separate, you know, 
the intimacy and romance from what we do. And then like the other person, you know, you're always worried that the other person is going to feel that you're being disingenuine because you do it for work and you're caring, you know, like you're showing that care for these clients and that, you know, but it's all real for me. It's all real. I'm being caring to everybody, but you know, for someone who just doesn't understand the way that we use it, I guess. That's what people, I guess, need to understand out of the grand scheme of escorting. I think people just see it as like uh, maybe a scandalous thing, maybe, or maybe more taboo. But like you said, it's it's a service that people are willing to pay for because they're needing something that they're not getting from, you know, whatever it is, whether it's work, husband, wife, kids, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, one of the other things um, with being an escort, you kind of hinted at it. Um, it's it's draining. It's taxing. I was physically taxing, but I imagine there's, you know, maybe some mental uh, stress or some mental fatigue. You know, how do you kind of deal with that? Um, well, I do a lot of yoga <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> meditation and stuff like that to just, you know, try to center myself, like I was saying earlier. But, um, but yeah, other than that, and I just try to, you know, focus on the positive, the good things in life and, and appreciate, you know, where I am in life and the things I'm getting to do and the place I'm going, getting to go to, you know, there's a lot of people that would kill to be in my shoes or, you know, like would love to be where I am. And so, yeah, I guess, you know, we're, none of us are ever where we want to be in life. We always, we always want to be somewhere bigger and better, but it's always important to smell the roses on the way, right? No, I like that. I mean, I think that I think that where we are in our lifetime, it's you know, with social media, it's so easy to get captivated by what everybody else is doing that you forget that you know you actually do have some good nuggets along the way that you know you're you know you're doing the best you know you can be. So you know, I actually like that perspective. Um, I guess the last little question to kind of um, um, round this off. Um, you know, being an escort, I don't know um, if it's all fun and games or if it's a little bit of a not so glamorous side, but um, tell us, you know, if there, is there some difficulties that you have to kind of overcome that come with the territory or is it more glamorous and, and all, all good on games? Um, well, for me, I, I've been really selective with my clients and I, you know, I try to vet them essentially and try to get to know them a little bit before we meet in person and make sure that they're, you know, they're looking to make a connection that's um, an exchange opposed to a one-way street. <clears throat> I don't, you know, I don't like meeting with people that are going to be parasitic or they're going to just want to take from me and then just, you know, because that's not what I'm looking for. And that's not what I'm, that's not the service that I'm offering. I'm not offering to just give you, you know, part of my energy. I'm, wanting to exchange energy. So um, like it's a lot of my clients, it's like they're a mentor to me in some way, form or fashion too, you know, like we're, we're helping each other out. Um, but yeah. So back to the, the part you were talking about earlier, like you just have to be mindful that there are bad people out there and, and you do have to put up walls. And so, you know, sometimes that pushes out, people that you care about, but 
um, it's all part of work, right? You know, like everyone has that work boundary in some way with their friends and family where, you know, they just, they just don't get it. They just, and that's just, it's just that my work is a little different than everyone else's. No, that makes sense. I like that. And it's, I mean, you, you just have to be willing to put up with that and be comfortable with it. If you're going to, you know, be involved with, you know, who you are. So, I mean, that's, that's understandable. Cause I mean, everybody's got their, um, you know, their baggage or whatever that, you know, you want to call it. So, all right, listeners, that's uh, going to do it for our second segment here, kind of talking about, you know, what's happening. Um, we're going to you know take another break here. We're going to come back with our third segment, our last segment here. Um, and really just kind of look into the future here. So stick with us. We'll be right back. Would you like to contribute to our scholarship fund? Would you like to help us partner with nonprofits? Would you like to submit a topic request or maybe even appear on our show? If so, go to patron.podbean.com forward slash black agenda pod. Thank you for your donation and belief in our mission. Let's get back to the show. Let's get back into this, our third segment here. Um, kind of frame this as like a vision for the future. I always like to use, you know, the third segment of, you know, looking ahead and kind of thinking about, you know, um, we're, we're, we're going to take this thing. So, you know, I we obviously talked about a lot of the perks and different things about, you know, being an escort. I would imagine there's probably some longevity, probably can do it for you know, a long time. Um, do you see, you know, escorting as like a long-term career, something for you to retire on, or is there like a bigger ultimate goal that you want to accomplish at the end of this? Well, I, I do have friends that have been doing it for 15, 20 years, and that's their career and they, you know, they enjoy it. Um, and I do enjoy it as well, but I feel like for me, I want to, I'm using, utilizing it as a way to network with people that, um, are, that have influence in the world and, um, that can help me with my goals in the future. And, you know, I haven't, I don't know where the light at the end of the tunnel is yet. I don't know what, what this specific goal is, but, um, yeah, I mean, I've got some stuff in the works. I'm, you know, trying to do uh, like therapeutic retreat yoga type thing in Antique in, in Lake Atitlan, Guatemala. Um, just, yeah, I just want to help people. And I mean, I guess that's the ultimate goal for me is just to make sure that the imprint that I leave on this earth when I die is one that's positive. So, and that's awesome. I mean, I've, I've heard of a lot of people who like, I like go to escorting almost like as a last, you know, resort or there's, they don't want to do anything else, but like you're doing it because of like positive, you know, you know, spin to it. And that's, that, that's optimistic because I mean, I don't think most people accept a job with the intention that I want to do good, you know, with, you know, with everybody I come in contact with, I'm trying to benefit their lives and make it better that they have met me. Most people just do a job just to make money. And that's kind of it. I mean, I guess the difference, you know, like between it being a job and a career is, and is, you know, if you're going to look at it as a business and you, you know, you set hours that you take calls and you set hours that, you know, that you don't talk to people. Like, I mean, for me after midnight, I don't, I turn off my phone and it doesn't matter if you're calling me at, at that time. And 
I think people respect that and it makes it into a business and it makes it professional. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that just go into it because of necessity and they'll make quick money at first, but then they'll fizzle out and it's, you know, it's not going to be, it's going to be detrimental to their mental health. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely something, not something that I would recommend for everybody. Um, but it's, it's good for me, you know? And that's good. It's like you're, you're making it work and you're making it happen. And obviously you kind of talked about, you know, the, the financial aspect of it and how it's one of those things where it does provide opportunity, which is really awesome because I mean, we're talking about, you know, 2021 coming out of the pandemic where a lot of people have lost their jobs, but you know, you're doing your thing um, and you're making it happen for yourself. I mean, some rates for like escorts, but you can see as much as like 250 bucks an hour. So I mean, obviously people are, are, are being able to make money. So, you know, how has escorting been able to provide you with like financial stability and freedom? And, you know, you know, what do you feel about that? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess the kind of way that I look at it is it's kind of a Robin Hood situation. You know, there's people at the top that have way too much money to spend. And that's one of the currencies that they use. And my emotional excellence, you know, is, is uh, another currency. So it's just an exchange that we're making, right? But it's something that I need more than they need. So, you know, I guess if, if everyone in the world just did that a little bit more, we'd be better off. But yeah, I mean, it has given me more financial security. I'm saving up to buy a car and um, yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's nice to not have to, to worry about if I'm going to be able to pay the bills next month. So no, that's good. Especially here in California where everything is expensive. I remember like once I moved here, my rent was like before I moved, it was $800 and now it's like $600. So like it's, it's expensive and being able to, you know, set your own schedule, say, Hey, like I'm going to do this many clients or I'm not going to do any clients today. Like once I've made this much money, I'm done. I can like take a break for a week or whatever and go do what I want. Um, that's really, um, it's almost like the American dream. I mean, most people are looking for a way to be able to work and kind of, you know, relax and, you know, be able to pay their bills at the same time. Um, you, you mentioned, you know, film and different things like that, but other than escorting and film, is there any other career passions that you've thought to kind of dive off into? I mean, I, I definitely had thought about there, like going for going back to school for therapy and for um, psychology and psychotherapy and all sorts of stuff but um i don't know i'm just kind of trying to live in the moment and you know the the one thing that we all have more of now is time um so it's yeah i'm just trying to appreciate where i am in my life right now and and see where the where the wind takes me (laughs) good yeah i like that and I mean, I think that um, that's kind of what most people are doing with their lives. They're just kind of seeing where the wind takes them, but you are doing that, but you also have to plan. Um, and I guess kind of in our, our, our segment here to kind of round off our conversation, um, you know, if, if escorting is ever going to be something that's going to be accepted, then obviously people have to become more you know, comfortable with it, just to you know, maybe make it more federally legal. Um, and if there was one thing I think that you'd want more people to kind of, I guess, be educated on with escorting, you know, what would that one thing be to kind of make them more comfortable with it, just on a societal level? Um, maybe just to, like, remember that it's more about connection and, you know, 
it's not just about sex and it's not, it's not something that's hurtful. You know, it's, it's where we as escorts are taking care of people. We're taking care of needs that, you know, you know, there's people that maybe they lost their loved loved one and they don't feel comfortable going to a bar and trying to pick someone up, but they just want to cuddle. They just want someone to hold them, someone to listen to them, someone to talk to. Um, I mean, that's really what a majority of my clients at least are looking for. They want affection and they just want to be loved. And um, yeah, I think that's probably the easiest way for people to relate to an escort. And what we do is that everyone wants to be loved. And so just remember that. <laughs> no, I like that. So, Hey, listeners, you've heard here. It's, it's about, you know, being loved and being accepted. I mean, I think everybody as a human being, um, no matter if you want to say you're an introvert or not, you do want to be accepted. You do want to be loved. You do want to have some sort of affection. I mean, that's what I mean, we're, you know, we're human beings. That's what we were kind of designed for. So no, I like that. That's a great little way to kind of wrap it up and, and, and try to bring some context to this, that it's, it's not necessarily a taboo topic, but it's about a topic that's bringing a service to people who need it for a variety of different reasons. So I mean, Isaac, I mean, you're awesome. I mean, it's a great conversation to talk about. Um, great conversation in a time now where people are starting to kind of open up to different ideas. And maybe this is one of those ideas that more people are ready to open up to. So, again, just really appreciate you being on the show today. Yeah. Yeah. And I just encourage other escorts that do take it seriously like me to be a little bit more open with people around you. Because I, I know for me, as soon as I started being open to people about it, there was much more curiosity than there was damnation, you know? Um, so I think that's really important to make it less taboo is to talk about it like we are right now. So I really, really appreciate you bringing me on the show. Yeah, I appreciate that. So listeners, we're going to take one break. And when I uh, come back, I'm going to do our ending as always. So stick with us and we'll be right back. You have been listening to the Black Agenda podcast hosted by Adrian Guess and Devin Dito. If you enjoy listening to the show, let the host know by leaving a review on Apple Podcast or by visiting patron.podbean.com forward slash Black Agenda pod and give a few dollars. After all, the Black Agenda podcast is supported by listeners like you. Let's get back to the show. All right, listeners, let's go ahead and wrap this episode up with our ending. Really appreciate you sticking with me and doing a one-on-one about a topic that might seem taboo, but with a little bit of education, we maybe can understand a little bit better. But just to give you a little insight into some of the things that are going to be coming up, don't forget that we have our weekly roundup. That's going to be this Saturday, weekly roundup number 16, coming to you on the Podbean app. Remember, that's going to be 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Download the app. Join me and Devin so we can bring you the breaking news for the week. The other thing, don't forget, our upcoming episode is going to be about campaign finance reform. That's going to be coming to you on Tuesday. So really, really pay attention to that because that's an important topic that might not seem very sexy or popular, but it has a lot to do with who's in office and the decisions they make. 
The other thing, don't forget, donate. We need you. We need that help. Go to our website, click that donate tab and decide to give a few dollars. The other thing that the donations, we want to do our charity of the month. Don't forget this month, Campaign Zero. We're really trying to promote them a lot about police brutality. So a really, really good charity for this month. Another thing, don't forget your submissions for Person of the Week and calendar events. We really would like to start to promote people in local communities and events happening around the country. Send those to our email, info at blackagendapie.com, or direct message us on any of our social media platforms. Speaking of social media, don't forget to check us out. Like, follow, share everything at Black Agenda Pod. That's our social media handles for Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Again, at Black Agenda Pod. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's just The Black Agenda. Finally, thank you again for sticking with me and taking a, a walk through this conversation. Can't wait to come back with you with Devin on Saturday. So until then, uh, catch you next time.